0: Thank you. this is bryson nfl with the weather and i say that because i've got i'm holding a mic like a weatherman would what's up lb hello mr bryson nfl how are you today sir are you having a
1: fabulous evening
0: i am lb it's fall weather outside the kind of weather where you wake up and it's 40 and at the end of the day it's 78 and it gets a little chilly when the sun goes down in the evening but it's very nice i must say i really enjoy it
1: yeah you know it's been a beautiful day here too man i don't know do you like we got like so it's not i try to say this to people that massachusetts is not um scenery wise as nice as connecticut like there's just different stuff in connecticut that you see like there's more trees there's more big big hills big mountains things like that that you can always kind of see in the distance and like they have the most beautiful scenery right now it's obviously october we're a couple days away from halloween so it's honestly really nice right now man i love this weather so it's fall for me fall equals football kind of like a perfect word for it, fall football, you know what I mean? So I love it, man. You know, we love it. We love the Patriots, who just so happen to be 8-0, even though they are very bad at football. They're bad. I when I would, they're bad. They're not a good football team.
0: They suck, LB. And the thing they really suck at is the month of October, because since 2014, the Patriots are 24-2 in the month of October. And the funny thing is, is the NFL has done this thing where they allow the Patriots to play. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to believe this. In the month of October, the NFL lets the Patriots play whoever they want, and so the Patriots just schedule teams like the Taunton Yellow Jackets, and they proceed to kick their ass because they're the Taunton Yellow Jackets. And the, I mean, once the Green Bay Packers, of course, did beat them in the championship, but that was years ago. They're not any good now. They were good back then, but now they stink. And the Patriots get to play them for the entire month of October. So that says about the Patriots that they're actually just a really bad football team, and they just continue to play bad teams. You know, they'll finish their they'll finish the year. They'll play, like, what, 30% of the league, 40% of the league by the end of the year? Something like that. And they will still have not played a good team. And dare I say, will they ever play a good team? The world will never know, LB.
1: They won't. They won't. We won't know because this is what happens. Then they get to the playoffs and they play a bunch of bad teams. They beat bad teams in the Super Bowl. It's honestly embarrassing that the NFL lets them play all these. I mean, all thirty-one teams are bad, and then there's the Patriots. It's just incredible that the NFL lets them do that. And I'm kind of sick of it as as an NFL fan. You know, I watch these other games and I just think, boy, these teams suck. Like these teams are stupid. These teams are dumb. Like these teams are just really dumb. And then I watch Patriots beat up on teams, and I'm like boy these teams just you know they're pretty good they just they have to play the patriots because the patriots like patriots aren't good either they're just like a little bit better than these bad teams the patriots aren't good at football man you know granted everybody else in the rfl sucks but the patriots suck too i think you'd agree they just all these teams suck all 32 teams suck and it's just a suck bag league where one team sucks a little bit less
0: Exactly, the Patriots also. You forgot to mention how lucky the Patriots were. They're also v- a very, very lucky team. And the other, and lucky the refs helped them. The refs oh, helped yeah. them every every week. So the refs and yep, absolutely. The refs absolutely and there's a, the, someone put a. Actually, we actually bullied this kid to delete his delete the video. He put the bit video out of Tom Brady, pumping the clock up with quarterbacks. Actually, just do all the time. It's like a stadium, stadium fault, a stadium. You could call it probably a stadium ref communication fault it's like the ref's supposed to be controlling the clock but of course sometimes the ref can't control the clock and it's brady's way of saying the ref just yeah pump the clock up and this happens in literally watch football on saturdays even high school football like people pump the clock up Literally all the time. It's not a big deal at all, but apparently it is a big deal. And we actually bullied him to delete this tweet about the Patriots being cheaters. So W for us fighting for justice, even though we know the Patriots are a no good team. that just cheats all the time, LB. All right, LB, there's actually another person with the Patriots that is that it's actually just a lucky, not very good coach, too. And he just got us, you know, he was very lucky his 300th win, LB. So thoughts on Bill Belichick picking up his 300th win? um my thoughts and
1: thoughts and prayers go with
0: him because he's obviously struggling he's not good (laughs) he
1: has like struggled just man it's been very difficult for him to get to 300 wins and i feel bad for him you know what i mean poor bill belichick he's just been blessed with nothing and the team is just so incredibly average and you know but no you know what seriously the patriots are just absolutely incredible man they're incredible They really are. I mean, I I was watching yesterday, and I took a lot away from that game. Belichick picks up his 300th win, which is just awesome. He picks it up against the Browns, the team that he got his first ever um, head coaching win for, which, of course, he did it versus the Patriots. And then you look at his first playoff win ever versus the Patriots. Um, And then, of course, he he was actually the, the defensive coordinator and assistant head coach when he was with the Patriots in 1996. In the Super Bowl that year, they lost to the Packers 35-21, to 21, but it was actually a much better game than the score might even indicate. A couple punt returns or a couple kick returns away from the Patriots really having a chance in that thing, and, you know, it's it's been an incredible run. It's been an incredible run for Bill, but not just Bill, but Brady. Um, obviously, when you look at the two guys that have really been here for all of this, there's Belichick, and then look at everybody else who has lasted. It's Brady, man. You know, he's in his... 20th year whatever the hell this is 18th year, I don't even know anymore I just know that he's played for a really long time and that he's just really good at football and that everybody for 20 years now man since 2001 since this all began since they won their first Super Bowl against the Rams you know they shut down the the greatest show on turf and then they you know the next year they have a down year by their standards they go 9-7 and seven. the next year the next two years they go 14-2 and two. they win the Super Bowl versus the Panthers great game they win the Super Bowl versus the Eagles And you know, their bad years were a nine year stretch in between in which they didn't win less than 10 games in any of them. Um, They made it to two Super Bowls. They didn't win, but they made it there. They were in the AFC championship game a bunch of times. So Bill Belichick is truthfully the greatest coach I've ever seen in any sport at any level. He could coach a basketball team to an NBA title because he has a weird brain where if you put the NBA in his face, he would have been incredible at that coaching that. So um, I think Belichick is just the absolute man. Does he he does things sometimes that maybe I don't totally agree with, and I don't think he's the nicest guy on the planet. But when it comes to coaching, he is the absolute perfect football coach.
0: Absolutely, LB, be. And I want to give Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick some credit here because we're talking about it being his defense this year. Of course, it's always his defense. But in recent years, because of Brian Flores, first-year caller, of course, you have Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, helping the defense out. But interesting thing about the Patriots' defense sounds like what they're doing is Bill Belichick preparing the team with all the formations that the that the team coming up might use or may use, and what and he gives them the players two or three. Dmac and Hightower, two or three calls that they can go with for any formation. And the players are kind of taking over the show on defense. So the players are seeing the formations and using the calls that Belichick leaves it up to them to use. And it's been a really smart system so far, and it's really worked. I want to say how you just really can't credit Bill Belichick and the Patriots defense enough for all the smart, big brain things they've done in the offseason, getting Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton coming back. Just all sorts of good things for the Patriots' defense. Stephon Gilmore, Stephen Bill being elite. John Jones coming back. The defense revamped. The players have a big role in it now. And I honestly love to see it. That They get have a good feel for the game because they're playing, obviously. Bill Belichick, trust them. Mac and Hightower some of the smartest football players in the NFL, probably. It's really awesome, LB. I love it. Congratulations, Bill, on your 300th win, by the way.
1: You know, what you just said is incredible. I, it, it's innovative. It's brilliant. It's smart. You let the people that are standing there with it right in front of them make the calls for you. Of course, now, the Patriots are smart. Now, you have, you have so many things that can go on between a coach and quarterback, a coach and defensive player on defense that might have that green dot. And that's what they're doing. They're letting these guys call out the formations. They have it sitting there right in front of them. you know football can be so complicated yet so simple when you have a group of guys who's just totally locked in everybody understands what to do at just about all times I mean that's so hard to do it's so hard to do it's football can be very hard it it looks simple when it's in front of you right like you see a guy miss a tackle you see a guy drop a pass that's the stuff that just people just kind of see but they don't know how much really goes into it when that guy ran that pattern he's looking at it like I have a you know, all these different coverages in front of me. I have this specific player. It it's impressive. And I don't care what you say. I thought that I learned a great deal from yesterday. I thought the Browns had a talented team. They actually provided a certain few things that you can kind of get a look at for yourselves. And I think that they'll take yesterday as a great learning experience, man. I really think Belichick got a lot out of yesterday, dude.
0: Absolutely LB. You know who else got a lot of a lot out of yesterday? That was our good friend, good friend of the podcast, loves the podcast. He actually really liked that Alonzo and I and, of course, ULB and Title Talk really wanted the Patriots to trade for him. That's Odell Beckham Jr. He was having a nice moment with Tom Brady after the game. Baker Mayfield's looking at him like the X, jealous X. And then later in the hallway... You know, God knows what Tom Brady and Odell Beckham were doing in the hallway privately, but probably Brady was telling him that he needs to just demand a trade and figure out a way to slander Baker Mayfield and find his way to the Patriots because we love it. But it was awesome to see, and I love to see Baker Mayfield weeping as Tom Brady was hitting on his girl.
1: I love OBJ, big fan. I just love the way he plays. I think he loves the game. He's certainly been overly emotional on the sidelines at times, there's no doubt about that, but I don't think I've ever seen him complain about touches, receptions, targets, any of that crap. I think he wants to win. You know, I think that he has certainly toned down a lot on the sideline stuff that you everybody sees. But I think he's a great young kid, man. You know, I think he's good for the game. You see how he He's always so respectful post-game. I didn't see any Patriots players really jawing with him during the game. I saw it it between um, Jarvis Landry and the Patriots defense. I thought Landry kind of – his little stiff arm was more of like a little slap punch there as he was going out of bounds. play ended up coming back. The Patriots defensive backs, they let him know that it was going back, just saying, hey, dude, F you. And. OBJ, you don't see that stuff, man. He's a very, he's a very, I I, I think of him as a nice guy. I really do. I don't know what it is, but he's a great player, nice guy. Him and Brady getting along great after the game. Hopefully that means something. I don't know. I mean, but, you know, man, I felt like, I felt like OBJ is the man and everybody else can kind of weep because he's going to be a Patriot soon. Probably not like this year, but, you know, eventually one day when he's like 38.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when he's like. On his seventh team, and no team wants to pick him up, and the Patriots finally decide, you know what? We will embrace you, Odell Beckham, even though you're 34 years old. Come on now.
1: Brady will still be here, of course.
0: Nope, Jarrett Stidham will have finally kicked him out by then, and we'll be rid of Tom Brady, and everyone everyone rejoices. <laughs> yeah, get rid of that guy. Can't wait for him to be
1: gone. I'm tired of this Patriots team. Remember when somebody said he was like Kyrie and there was people like, I can't wait for him to leave. It's like, you, oh, my God. That makes me so mad. Like, he's doing so many simple little things that are fantastic that people just don't see. And that's fine. But, I mean, truthfully, I thought about this yesterday. He's really carrying an offense he's carrying it i mean say whatever you want about him he, has he been a sharp i don't know you try having all new wide receivers every year all, every year continuity at wide receiver is a joke by the way i mean go back to just so many years Brandon lafell shows up great one year next year man he's gone then you bring in guys like cooks one year great thanks thanks for coming um just so many quickly here and then gone guys a b one game josh gordon 17 games all these guys, you're investing all these time on all, all these players, and they come here and they're gone. You know, Edelman has lasted. Who else? Gronk was a tight end. He lasted. Great. Now he's gone. They didn't replace him. This is not an easy situation for Tom Brady to be dealing with, and I actually think that he's played better than some people think. There's a way for a quarterback to lose you the game, which he had a bad almost interception in the red zone. Luckily, it got dropped. Um, and then there's ways that a quarterback wins you a game. Is he like winning it for them? Eh, no. I mean, but he's also Muhammad Sanu just got here. One game, you know. Ma- Myers, first year player. Julian Edelman out there. I mean, Ben Watson just got back from a suspension. Like, what are we kind of doing here? This this offense is truly a rebuild.
0: I think it is too, Ob. I think the I, I believed believe in the maximal potential of the offense, but it it definitely hasn't lived up to it so far. Isaiah wins hurt. Newhouse is in there, not playing well. David Andrews out. Tunney's still playing decent. Marcus Cannon, decent at times. But then you also have Shaq Mason going out yesterday, and his replacement wasn't good. Just until Wynn gets back, I think they're just kind of going to be – are just kind of be a mid-tier offense, and that's the way it's going to be. And the defense is still going to be really good, but the offense will probably continue to be mid. I mean, I've said it before the game – they they've been struggling in the red zone. They were 19th in scoring percentage in, in the red zone for touchdowns. They haven't been very good on third down, but they kind of keep the ball. So the pass move the ball a little bit. Maybe that's a lot of just kind of big plays, but they're not really running the ball well. But I still still think when Isaiah Wynn comes back, they will look far mu- They will look far far better having having a decent left tackle on Tom Brady finally having the confidence that he doesn't have to step around a player on every single play because Marshall outhouse is very bad.
1: I find it funny that you say your favorite player's name wrong. You said Isaiah Wynn. You mean Jonathan
0: Ogden, brother,
1: the greatest tackle I've ever seen. That's who they're getting back. I mean, that's how it's going (laughs) to feel. It is because
0: that's how big of an upgrade is. Like when you go from a Landon Roberts, at linebacker, to Jamie Collins – it's like Whoa. the biggest transition ever. Excuse you? What did you just say? Did you just say something bad about Orlando Roberts? Look, when Price? you go from the fifth best linebacker in the NFL to the first best linebacker, it's a okay. big jump. All right, all right. I mean, you that's have to fair. think that's you know, fair. Roberts is out here playing fullback, so he has, he's got some value. <laughs> he's got some value that Jamie Collins doesn't have.
1: He's got some value, that's right.
0: You know, we'll <laughs> yeah. just like play some tight end. I'm sure he could. I mean the guy was like doing backflips and shit in practice the other day and staying on his hands like a freak. He probably could. He probably could, could actually play some track? tight ends. Why not? He probably could. Truthfully, I mean I bet you he kinda could. You would at least you would he would at least block some skinny nickel defender. He would at least um, like throw them to the ground. You know, defensive guys are built different. He'd at least try at least
1: try blocking is about trying man if you want to be a good blocker you have to try for if you ever watch Jimmy Graham block pathetic pathetic he doesn't even he throws his purse at the guy man he does not want to block he doesn't want to hit anybody like he is just pathetic about it then you watch some guys even Dwayne Allen at least he is just gonna he's willing to block you he's willing to try to block you you know, blocking can be very hard because you're getting hit back, and sometimes you get hit back by very big guys. But, I mean, ugh, ugh, God. Jimmy Graham, throw your purse at him. I'm disgusted just thinking about it. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. I started thinking about how bad of a blocker Jimmy Graham is, and now I'm just confused.
0: We are talking about the offense, and I think you could say that When it comes to Tom Brady and the passing offense, you know Mohamed Sanu hasn't been there very long. He played 52% of the snaps. Can't really expect much from them. Offensive line not playing well. Brown's pass rush is also really good. So Tom Brady has basically one bad throw all day, turnover-worthy throw, and that was in the end zone. And that's really about it. Other than that, he was pretty good. And he really, he made a lot of good decisions, took a couple of sacks, but he also avoided a ton of sacks, avoided a ton of pressure and plenty of other quarterbacks when they have been pressured, like Tom Brady would just throw interceptions or make really dumb plays. But Tom Brady kind of held that down to one, just had that one kind of bad throw, but I don't know. It's, it's a tough position for Tom Brady. Sometimes these guys aren't separating like they should and the run game isn't there and so you get into some third and long situations and it kind of makes it tough because defense knows you got to pass and it's kind of difficult. So Tom and the offense are sometimes in a bad situation. And I think that Isaiah, when, when he gets back, it's going to change it all. LB. He's going to change me. He's going to change you. We're going to vote him for president in twenty thirty two. And look, he's going to change your life. 20,
1: 2024 Brady, Tom Brady, twenty twenty four, or what?
0: Uh, Tom Brady I
1: mean
0: you said 2032 I don't know so it got me thinking 2024 I'm trying to think of Tom Brady if he would be still playing football He <laughs> <laughs> probably tell you would He <laughs> probably would be <laughs> I'll
1: tell you what though um as far as everything you just said um see I lost my train of thought again <laughs> I had such a great take on it too like I was just thinking about stuff like no I'm just kidding like um Tom Brady really has I haven't defended Tom as much as I should have been this season because I've just started watching these games more, and I'm just thinking, oh, this offensive line is bad. Like, oh, but he didn't have much time there. I loved – how about that play where he kind of rolled out to his right? He avoided some pressure, and he threw a dart, and he was just a beautiful touchdown pass. And you're like, Tommy, my man, that's what you need to be doing. Like, I know, I know that you've kind of gotten accustomed to having very good offensive lines and not having to avoid pressure and not having to really – Um, create and extend plays as much due to that, which is totally understandable, but you kind of need to create and extend a little bit more these days because your offensive line isn't doing a great job. You don't have great wide receivers. So sometimes if you can just move around, um, let your wide receivers make some reads on their own and let them just kind of start playing backyard football with you. If you can do that a little bit more, you're going to see more plays like you saw yesterday, because I've truly come to the realization that Tom Brady is carrying a very bad offense, and Tom Brady wasn't your quarterback on this offense, things would be a lot worse. I don't care what anybody says. I just – I truly feel that way going back to the Bills game when, yeah, you know, he was really bad. He was a disaster, right? But then you think, oh, you watch some of the replays and it's like, my God, there was – nothing there like at least he just threw it at a guy's feet and didn't just chuck it up like some of these idiot quarterbacks that we see around the NFL they just throw that baby up picked off and now the game's over you know Brady is at least protecting the football he's doing everything he can I don't think I've given Tom Brady enough credit this year, truthfully. You know, I was looking at his numbers early in the year. I was thinking he's playing great. Then his numbers start to dip a little bit. And you're like, eh, well, all this stuff's going on. And you kind of lose, lose sight of the fact that Tom Brady is the reason that offense is doing anything at all. And he's still fantastic.
0: I totally agree, LB. I mean, they're missing three starters on the offensive line. And the three backups, Marshall Newhouse is probably one of the worst left tackles starting in the league. And definitely one of the worst backup left tackles in the league. Most likely, you have Ferentz, who also isn't very good. And we love Teddy, but he's also not a very good player. And they've kind of and they, so they really just have Joe Tooney and Marcus Cannon. That's kind of it. And then the tight ends really haven't been doing that well of a job chipping. Ben Watson has been a lot better, obviously, but. Still, it's it's been really tough for the offense. When you don't have an offensive line, that we, we can see that makes everything just absolutely terrible. When Brady does have time and everything's on schedule, it's been looking really good. But obviously, when three offensive linemen are out, you're going you're gonna to struggle a little bit. So we really need our main man, Isaiah Wynn. We really need him back. Everyone should be rooting for this. And the take is not, not, not ever James Devlin back, even if he could come back. That's No, no, no. A take is Isaiah Wynn because he's going to solve about 40 to 60% of the offense's problems. Just think Tom Brady. Tom Brady's literally every snap, he's like, Well, look, Marshall Newhouse is getting beat here. <laughs> like, literally, imagine Tom Brady if he had the comfort of Isaiah Wynn, who's just a brutal force back there.
1: I mean, it's definitely a huge difference. Hopefully, once he starts getting some more time, we see guys like Sanu. We see guys like um, Edelman, who is, of course, going to work the slot, find a bunch of dead zones, a bunch of good spots just to sit and wait. Hopefully, Brady starts getting more time, and we start seeing that because, you know, him running for his life is 42, at 42 is not ideal, obviously.
0: And He's doing great, by the way, yeah. I I looked at the stats earlier. I think he has... 34 QB hits, and he is, I think, I can't remember how many sacks, but anyway, for as as poorly as offensive lines played, Brady is doing a very, very good job of throwing the ball away or getting where it needs to be or just flat out not taking hits. Even though it's and very not very good offensive line, Brady's getting the ball out. So that's actually good news. The offensive line is playing probably the worst it can and the Patriots are still destroying teams. So that's your takeaway. So I think it will definitely improve. You think it'll you think the offense will improve too? I'm sure it'll be. I mean, Mohammed Sunil will get get it right and who knows, they will be maybe the Patriots maybe they just feel frisky and make a little trade.
1: I think they absolutely get better.
0: I have been watching the Patriots for
1: a long time as of you. What's one thing that they do as the season goes on?
0: Ignore the noise. They do their job.
1: How about Tony? Can you believe Tony Romo yesterday, like, starting to talk about all that stuff? He was like, look, I know it sounds like, you know, you just hear, but do your job. That's what they – and I was like, Tony Romo right now is just – like, Tony Romo is incredible. He is in our chat, dude, like – he knows that we've been saying all this stuff again. Like, how did, how did this even come to be that Tony Romo was talking about stuff like, do your job again? Like, I mean, <laughs> Jake Vila absolutely just got that whole train rolling again, man. I'm telling you, you know, I've, I've had a bad day, had a lot of bad things happen to me. Life is really, truly horrible. Go Patriots.
0: Patriots think, Yeah, Patriots offense, obviously get better. Sanu, I like him a lot. Brady actually had a really nice connection with him yesterday. And um, I don't know if you know this, LB, but Brady's been calling Sanu Mo. So we got to call him Mo from now on. Isn't that awesome? Brady had, Sanu had the nice grab and Brady said it was awesome, was apparently yelling on the sideline, raving about Sanu. So Tom Brady loves Sanu. So our good friend Tom Brady, he's very happy with Mo, with Mo Sanu. So I'm actually happy to see this too. I thought
1: that Sanu
0: did, looked pretty good yesterday um he's big man that's a big man he's big. He's, you know and that, big man.
1: that he completed that pass to sanu at one point and i was thinking okay i can see it a little bit big guy he was able to kind of just put it on him no separation really Blocks. but well, you know we just need guy. exactly if you're gonna block dude that matters it matters a lot new england you know i don't i don't know what exactly what went down with josh I think that I know that you've said that he was creating actually a lot of separation, but there was times where even you felt, you know, he looked disengaged. Sometimes that leads to not trying to block. You know, it's it's a natural thing for wide receivers. They get lazy. They do. They love to stand out there and not block anybody. Um, they got a guy who is willing to block. Hopefully that. Does, <laughs> hopefully they didn't trade for a blocking wide receiver to play for that second round pick. You know, of course, I say that joking. People will be all upset, but, you know... I think he's going to be a big part of the offense. I don't know if you should expect. Think I think our expectations for Josh Gordon were too high, and that now trading a second for a guy, you still need to, you need to actually have lesser expectations. But he'll here's the thing: you should have lesser expectations for Muhammad Sanu, but understand that he'll actually produce more and be better in this offense than Josh Gordon was. I know that sounds crazy and weird, but that's how I feel about. It.
0: Yeah, you might be right, LB. We can just go over some stats here. About the team offense. The so Patriots yesterday against the Browns, who they have a really good pass rush. They're kind of fast, times can cover, but not a very good run defense. And it was really wet. You know, there's a lot of missed tackles. Five for 16 on third down, 47 completions plus runs, almost hits the nice 50 mark. 4.8 yards per play, which isn't very good. Zero turnovers. That's the kind of the bright spot. Three sacks allowed, good. Red zone, two for six, not great. Time possession is still 32. And then if you look at the Browns, three for 12 on third down, 42 completions and runs, 5.3 yards per play, three turnovers, three just incredible turnovers, by the way, like just incredible game-changing, altering turnovers. The Baker Mayfield-Lawrence guy, um, interception, which puts the Patriots in good field position, and then Nick Chubb fumbling John Jen, just smacking it right out of Nick Chubb's hands, right near scoring position once again. And what what was the other turnover LB? Do you remember? The other turnover. I absolutely,
1: the- no, sorry. my I actually, I love that you just lobbed that up for me. Perfect. I absolutely love it. You know why I love it, right? Why you let me have this turnover specifically first turnover of the game. What is, what is Kevin Van Kevin? What is Kyle Van No do it? What Let's is Kyle Van All of us stuttering and sucking at podcasting. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That was bad. What is, <laughs> where's the editing guy. Do you still have him? What's his name? OE oh, he Stills? He'll edit all that out, I'm sure. But um what is you know, Kyle Van Noy? He does my absolute favorite thing in the world. He slams into somebody, absolutely destroys him so that this guy's legs are just flying around in the air. And it knocks into the football. Like, what are
0: the chances of that? <laughs> think about it are these might be if you're looking at a game these might be three turnovers three turnovers the strangest three turnovers you'll ever see in your life like john jones can you imagine if john jones gets blocked for an extra second nick chubb probably scores like if someone turns in a different way or like something weird happens john jones doesn't even touch nick chubb and Lawrence guy, Lawrence guy's right there. Baker Mayfield just throws him right there.
1: Just Another slams through three guys.
0: Play. and then a ball gets kicked out. Like you said, the three most insane things that the Browns did. The Browns were look. The Browns were poorly coached all day long. LB, like even when when Baker Mayfield was on time and had had time, and they they gave him a little bit of space, quick passes. Baker Mayfield didn't do ba- didn't do too bad against a really really good defense. He didn't do too bad at all. Had some. Of course, some bad plays, but for what it's worth, he had a couple nice throws. I think the the worst thing for the Patriots defense, which is something I'm not really worried about yet. I don't know what you think, LB, but we can talk about the Patriots run defense a little bit. It was, you know, a lot of people watching the game, maybe they don't think about this LB. I know they can get the insight from LB because he was a really good football player. He should have been a <laughs> yeah, pro. He yeah. should have been a pro, but those cowards decided that this dude, Anthony Sherman, was actually a better football player. And they were wrong because LB absolutely owned them all. In one game, 14 single tackles. Just go ahead, solo That's tackle. Right. <laughs> go ahead and ask LB. He'll tell you. He, he absolutely owned them. He won't brag about it. I'll brag it for him. But LB played the game, and he'll tell you, when it's wet, it's really hard to tackle guys, man. Like it, it's, a, it's a really simple thing, but you know a lot of missed tackles, bad run defense. Maybe they just had a bad day. It was It was wet hard to grab their jerseys, guys slip away. It was hard it's hard when it's wet, man. Games can get weird when it's wet.
1: You're right, and that's why yesterday for me, I was watching it, and I was thinking at times, boy, this feels like a playoff game, you know. Just I know the Browns aren't a playoff football team. They have some playoff football talent and they actually at times looked like a pretty good football team, but it it wasn't even that. It was just the weather and you start thinking to yourself, this is a good football game for the Patriots. Just get into a sloppy mess. See who's smarter. See who knows how to make the least amount of mistakes, and see who can win a game in this weather. Because we all know, dude. When when you come to Foxborough, and my my I always loved it. I, there's probably some people that listen up, listen to uh, the podcast that know Seinfeld. There's an episode where um somebody over um what's his face he, he overhears people talking about mudder you know the horses that just run better in the mud and it always reminded it always reminded me of some of these games in foxborough man come playoff time who's always amazing in those games legarrett blunt he could just nobody wanted to tackle him in that weather a little bit sloppy forget it legarrett blunt is just the greatest running back i've ever seen he's gonna go off a of 17 carries 180 yards and three touchdowns because it's a little bit wet it's just harder to tackle you see somebody running at you, you're a little bit more hesitant because, you know, it's just, it's just different, man. It's different. And my perfect example I can give you is LeGarrette Blunt, who yesterday, even behind this Patriots offensive line, goes to some sort of legendary game where he just breaks all these tackles and gets, like, four touchdowns.
0: <laughs> and people call him, like, the best back in the league for one game.
1: Yeah, kind of. Is, the, is
0: LeGarrette mean... Blunt a top five running back next on first take? who would have been better behind this current offensive line? LeGarrette Blunt,
1: prime Patriot days, even in a day like yesterday. I, I'm telling you right now, LeGarrette Blunt would have ran better in that weather yesterday in his prime Patriots days in Sonny Michelle. I don't know how anybody could disagree. You see that big man running at you? You do not want to tackle him.
0: Definitely not, OB. Also, the other thing I want to talk about, let's just, you know, our boy Brian kind of got on this early, so I'll just go ahead and give him the credit. A play that, like, people... I don't know if you saw this or not, LB, but you would have really really appreciated this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Jamie Collins falls down and during a play while running full sprint. And then, and then he starts rolling on the ground. And I shit you not, LB. He's rolling faster than any human I've ever seen roll on the ground. Like go back and watch the play. When you see what I'm talking about, you'll be like, holy shit, this guy rolls, literally rolls on the ground faster than I can sprint. And this guy, Jamie Collins, one and a half sacks yesterday. Of course, one and a half TFLs, two, two quarterback hits, 12 solo tackles. Defensive player of the year? What do you think, LB? He's been amazing. Incredible.
1: My God, I can't even believe how good he's been, man. It's just something that – I mean, how do you put words? He went to Cleveland, dude, and he just didn't give one single crap about anything going on he got paid the bag he got he secured the bag as they say and he just stopped caring I mean I don't know how else to put it he stopped caring dude he stopped trying to play football and he comes back to New England it's being used differently it's like he showed up and they just told him everything he wanted to hear like here's what we're gonna do with you Jamie. I mean the fact that he decided to come back to me is very telling how many breakups end like the Patriots and Jamie Collins and then they reunite Brandon Spikes was one example. They wanted to bring him back. Eh, didn't have the same skill set as Jamie. He immediately effed up. Was gone within you know a week. And then you have Jamie Collins, who obviously knew they had a plan for how to use him because he came running right back. He he couldn't have gotten back to Foxborough fast enough.
0: He was rolling on his belly.
1: He was rolling. He
0: rolled his way from Cleveland. I'm telling you, to he looked Foxborough. like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not even kidding. He I'll tell you Sonic. right now.
1: He like not Sonic. just that. That sounds like a name from like who the didn't the Yellow Jackets the Taunton Yellow Jackets didn't they used to play the Cleveland Rollers or, or Cleveland Steamrollers or something like that? They
0: well they they had this they had this really huge rivalry with the Green Bay Packers. It was a big it was really a big thing back then. The Green you know the Green Bay Packers are historic franchise and. They would they would just gather up these these random janitors from Taunton and they would just they called themselves the Yellow Jackets and the Packers had a big rivalry on them. There's there's a lot of teams in this league. There was four teams in the league and they decided the championship in a a way that we don't do today because we're not as smart as them. See, they would just play a a game a random game and they'd be like, yeah, you know what, this one. That's fine. This one's for (laughs) the championship. Not the other ones. (laughs) This one. This one. Oh wait, wait! No, we're not going to play other people and have a bracket. That's that's dumb. We're, this one, no, no, no. This one, this is the champ. It's like it'd be like LB if you were in your backyard playing playing some football with your bros, and you're like, you know what? This is the Super Bowl. Everyone's like, what? You're like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. no, 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 no. This, is this is the championship is the Super Bowl, and they're like, dude, you can't. No, no, no. You don't understand. This is, it. This is the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> are you guys? Are you guys ignoring me? Did you not hear what I just said? This is it's the championship.
0: This Super Bowl. You know, I'm just going to start doing that with everything I do in life. I'm just going to start because what is really a championship? I'm going to start making championships up about just about everything I want. You know, I can just say, you know, you know what? I'm LB, I'm the champion of elevator riding. I'm the champion. <laughs> I'm a two-time world elevator champ. And people are going to be like, what? I'm like, nope, you can't dispute it. I won. I was there. F all. Oh, I, just, I just had the best joke. I'm not going to
1: say it cause it's wildly inappropriate, but I'm the champion of it, okay? I'm the champion of it. Just know I am
0: that. Ch- LB is the champion.
1: I'm the Just champion. That. Don't even pretend like I'm not because I will get insanely mad.
0: All right, LB. Anything else from the Patriots defense? You know, the run defense not so great, but we have big faith in the players, Bill Belichick and all of them. We got a big, big test next week. We're going to talk about it. I mean, people are saying it's a big test. The Ravens, which have a good run defense, a lot of people are really worried. And, of course, we'll talk about that later. But for right now, the Patriots beat an opponent that was, of course, top 10 yards per play. So, they help, I mean, they didn't do their – the thing is the Patriots defense kind of had a mad day, but it was raining. And the Browns still performed much, much lower than average of their normal offensive production. So, say what you want, Patriots did their job. We're still here. The Patriots did it. It wasn't great. You know, it, was, it wasn't the greatest performance, but it was also good enough. And they controlled the ball. They didn't turn the ball over. The Browns did turn the ball over, and that's precisely why they won. And like you said earlier, i will be Patriots smart. Don't turn the ball over. That's Sometimes a good job. Sometimes it's
1: that simple. Sometimes it's really that simple, dude. You just need to be smarter than the other team. Don't commit dumb penalties. Don't turn the football over. Don't get crazy. And it's amazing. It's like you just show up and you can just
0: win. How about Baker Mayfield just blaming people today, by by the way, or after the game?
1: I don't know what he said post-game. I kind of had a strange night. You and I discussed some of the football game last night. I actually missed the Chiefs-Packers game, which was disappointing. Who did he blame after the game? What happened? I
0: didn't even hear this, truthfully. I think he was just saying that people need to take more accountability and and blah, 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 discipline. And meanwhile... This is the guy who's running from police and got tackled. And in an instance where, like, this is the hardest hit he's taken in his entire life, by the way, from those, those cops. If you watch the video, it's on my timeline. Baker Mayfield That's... running from the cops, constantly complaining about things. You know, I actually, coming out, I did like Baker Mayfield as a football player. I still kind of like him as a football player. I still think he does a lot of stuff really well. But, man, the upstairs thing, the brain stuff, the, the mouth for Baker Mayfield, the dumb... Just the dumb things he says and the stuff, the stuff that Baker Mayfield worries about. Like, LB, do you know like the 19 and 18 year olds who like turn on First Take every day and like think that's gospel and like think that's a good thing and like get mad about First Take and like watch the show with their every heart. Like that kind of sports fan, like Baker Mayfield's like that level of dumb as a quarterback. Like he's like, yeah, you know what, cowherd, f you, man. Like that has anything to do with anything. Like. Tom Brady doesn't have to deal with people, millions and millions of people slandering him on the daily. And somehow Baker Mayfield is just a complete weirdo, I think. He just cannot Here's handle the thing. people talking Here's- shit about him.
1: I mean, Brady notices that stuff. The Patriots notice that stuff. They use it to motivate them, but they do it quietly. You do it quietly and you let your play speak for you. You don't overly get... The more that you do that stuff, it's just the more clownish you look and the more it takes away from what you're actually trying to do. Baker needs, there's still, you know, he's been bad this year. At the same time, that was the best quarterback performance the Patriots have seen, correct?
0: I mean, I was oh, yeah. looking at some
1: of the, I was easily looking at the, the best. other, f-
0: easily, it was easily the best. I mean, at one point, the Browns offense was like at six and six and a half, seven yards per play. And, Passing the ball really, really well and running the ball really well. I mean, Baker had the early interception, obviously. But at the first half and the second half, kind of night and game, the Patriots scored a little bit more in the first half. The Browns were moving the ball in the first half. In the second half, Patriots kind of shut the Browns down and kind of did what they want. And that's what kind of gave me a lot of faith about the, the future of the Patriots' run defense, et cetera. I mean, after halftime, the Patriots kind of just strapped down on the on the Browns' passing and running game. Did you see the same, LB?
1: It did seem that way. Quickly, I'll get back to Baker and I'll say that I did see a little something from Baker yesterday. I haven't been a fan this year. I said all along I wasn't a big fan of the Browns. I wasn't a big fan of him having a big sophomore year just based on all the things that he did this offseason. It didn't seem like he was worried about the right stuff and actually getting better at his craft. There's still a little something I like about Baker Mayfield, just the way he walks up to the line, man. He walks up to the line like he belongs in the NFL. The issue is sometimes I think he knows he belongs, and I think that he needs to really work at that mental stuff. If he does, he can be great. There's something missing up there right now. Him after the game. I watched the game, man, and at the end of the game, you know, about three minutes left, it's still a two-possession ball game. They have some timeouts, and he is just – zoned out the coach is next to him talking you don't see him saying a single word then something else happens he still doesn't say a single word it was just awkward it was weird I've told you in the past I noticed different things when Haskins was on the sidelines that game with all the stuff unbunkled. I was thinking, why is this kid not ready to go like what is going on this kid should at least always be up and is standing there like hey you know I'm ready to go man you guys Baker looked lost at times and you know it's like he, he knows he belongs in the NFL, and sometimes I wonder if that's the issue. But he does have a little bit of a swagger thing I liked about him. As far as the defense goes in the second half, it seemed like they were playing a little bit more prevent. We didn't see much of the zero blitz anymore. The Browns were just running the ball so freaking good that they were just, you know, Chubb looked fantastic. No offense to the Sony lovers. Chubb is better than Sony. Um, Sony went later in the draft than Sony. They both went to Georgia. Chubb is better. I'm sorry. I don't want to tell Patriots fans to weep, but maybe I should. Should I tell them to weep?
0: Oh, but you can just, just about do whatever you want on this podcast besides break any laws that I know about. <laughs> so, just go ahead.
1: Weep. Just weep. Chubb is better than Sony. Weep. Yeah, go ahead and weep.
0: Weep. Come to the conclusion. Weep below for me. It was a great look, game, LB. This- I mean, look, the I, I don't think we... Nugent hasn't been great, but... I can't really I just really can't take much away from a extremely wet Browns Patriots football game and a game th- the Patriots next week take on the Ravens. The Browns were coming off a bye, which is I th- I think is kind of big. They had a lot of rest. Whatever their best effort was, sure they did beat the Ravens, but whatever their best effort was, coaching, players, that was it right there. They were off the bye, teams usually perform well off their bye, especially smart teams, good teams. And the Patriots beat them, and the Browns fought a good fight, but still they kind of didn't get close. So I was really happy to kind of take away with that.
1: And you know what I really liked is, like I said earlier, um, January football games are like that. You got to figure out how to win them. Patriots did smarter, more more efficient with the football. Don't turn it over, less penalties. That's how you win a game like that in January, man.
0: The Patriots have no idea how to win. Games in January LB. They only beat AFC East teams and of course the Taunton Yellow Jackets.
1: Are you sure? Is that true? Huh? It must be true. Did you hear that on Twitter? It's probably true. Patriots don't play, but Patriots suck. God, they suck so bad. They're not even good at football. They're just so lucky, man. And I'm tired <laughs> LB,
0: of. Ob, I cannot wait. I just can't wait for the Patriots to play the Ravens because it it it'll, it'll be a fun podcast. It'll be a fun game. For now, a lot, a lot or worse. of haters. A lot of the haters think this is going to be a big test. And when the Patriots inevitably win, they won't say the Patriots are good. They'll just continue to say the Ravens aren't. It's just going to be funny. It's going to be a fun game. Good test. I'm ready for it. I'm ready personally, LB. I don't know about the team, but I am ready because I have prepared for this. They're going to say that Lamar Jackson is just awful. It's
1: going to be – there'll be excuses, okay? Something will happen. There was that penalty in the first quarter. The Ravens got robbed. How much did the Patriots win by? Well, 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was that penalty. It's going to be something, man. There's always an excuse. I hope that the Patriots come out and really show something because I know that um, – I don't know how you feel about it truly as a test, but at least it's, it's another football team with a winning record. And I hope the Patriots can kind of come out and just really tell people to just kick rocks, truthfully. I think that we all need a big win from against a good team like that the bills the bills win was a nice win but i mean you know how it is we don't none of us really view the bills that great even though they have a great record they got their asses kicked yesterday by the eagles so i think this is a big game i'm excited for this one man
0: yeah i'm excited too lb i'm also excited for all the trade talks and everyone can weep cuz i love trade talks and it's very exciting so as we know our good friend by the way very good friend likes the podcast i like i like the player had him actually I don't know if I've told anyone this. I had OJ Howard as my number one player coming out of his draft. So congratulations to me for owning because OJ Howard is the goat. So if you listen, OJ, you're the goat. OJ said, you know, it's awesome that the Patriots try to trade for me because I think I'm a good player. And you know what, Bruce Arians, you're a coward. I don't want, I want to hear you thanking bill Belichick on Twitter about his 300th win. That matters not to me. What matters is that you have a player who's a very nice man and supports a very good podcast and very, very good at football. And you just continue to not play him. And um, I'm not having this, Bruce Arians. You should be locked up in prison for this. This should be against <laughs> the law. And we should actually just start our own foundation. We should start an association. That's Title Talk Association for getting O.J. Howard to play. And if not, send him to the Patriots for at least, at minimum, a six-round pick and nothing more. And just go ahead and do it because the salary works. But in all seriousness, LB... A lot of people are – well, but the Bucs won a whole lot for O.J. Howard. They won a first-round pick apparently. That's what it sounds like. When the Patriots first called weeks ago, the Bucs were not interested in trading him at all. And I don't know if that's changed. It just kind of seems like people are figuring out that the Patriots called weeks ago and the Bucs weren't interested. But if truly a first-round pick hypothetically is what the Patriots have to give for O.J. Howard, he's got three years left on his deal with one fifth-year option. So two years and a fifth-year really cost control that's cost control that's that's great right there in my opinion you have to think of this as you're drafting oj howard with the first round pick next year you're drafting a tight end that apparently if you trade for him you think is really good and i think he's good he's a good player you take you've already seen him in the nfl you know what he can do in the nfl and you just have to pay a little bit more more on the the years wise because if he was a original first round pick it'd be five years instead so you got to pay a little bit more money and slightly more in the years department you take away two years but in my opinion it would not be mad if the patriots were doing this i could see why they wouldn't want to do this but i could definitely make the case for trading for A.J. howard